The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. All right. Welcome, guys. Guess what? We have been doing this one year. Today, one year ago, was our very first podcast. We had Bobby Lyons on. We didn't go weekly right at first, and then we had COVID, so we skipped a few weeks in quarantine. We only have those on Facebook and YouTube, but this is our one-year anniversary. Congrats. Seems a lot longer than that. <laughs> All right, we got a special guest on here today. Uh, Scott always talks about the yeah. origin of the pig. In our first uh, broadcast, we had the pig. And, and now we, we got our, our, our friend, the pig squeaker. So we're going to say hi. Look up here. Jack, Look up here. you got your pig over there? You wave, Jack. Do the pig for <laughs> Uncle Scott. Jack, squeak. Hey, Jack's got a pig too. So this is how the pig scar. This is... <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do when we FaceTime Jack. And Scott has as much fun as Jack does, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to teach Jack how to smoke cigars for the next season. <laughs> Jack, I love you, and it was so good to see you um, this past weekend. And thanks so much for being on the podcast, buddy. Okay, you're, a big, you're a big inspiration to the podcast. Oh. Bye, Jack. Thanks, love Jack. you. We'll see ya. See you in the summer. All right. So we had uh, four-year-old squeaking pigs, we got cake, we got a big episode about dog bites, we're ready to rock. But uh, we always try to talk about how to prevent a dog bite on this show and, you know, what will that look like and what can we do to prevent it. But the fact of the matter is that a lot of freaking dogs do bite and dogs what does bite. that look like and uh, what do you do about it? So how many times have you been bit in your career, would you say? Um, yeah, probably... Half a dozen times, not that, not that frequent. How many in by twenty years? Probably six times. How many by a pet dog versus French ring kind of protection um, stuff? Probably five of them were pet dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dogs that the actually time, are, that we teach to bite, I, I don't get bit accidentally. No, from just them. the one time she drove the toy yeah, back I mean, into you. I've had my hand bit, uh, but it was it wasn't intentional on the dog's part. My hand was in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's yeah. all. All right. So what are all these instances? I didn't even know you had that many. I was thinking we just each had a big one ourselves. So. Just let's go through some of those scenarios and what they looked like. Um, well, I get to relive all these these little... None of them were very big. Fortunately, I've been very lucky, really. I mean, I've had... He's I've worked also, with a lot we're of... We're also very safe. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying that it's that we're not <clears throat> lucky. I mean, knock on glass. I say lucky is. because dogs' reflexes are super fast. And I've had dogs in doing the protection work with police dogs and that type of thing. One time I had a dog. He was guarding me. He was like on the ground, laying on the ground but at my feet. And I was bent over, and he was supposed to be guarding me. And he didn't have, they didn't have a lot of control of this dog. He was imported from Europe. And he jumped up and bit my chest so quickly that I didn't have time to blink. It was like he was on the ground one second, and the next second he, yeah. was, he was pinned to my shoulder. And I thought, man, I'm glad he had good targeting because he could have <laughs> grabbed my face. I mean, it just yeah. happened that quick, you know. And um, when you do that kind of work all the time, it's easy to let your guard down because the dogs you work with are trained to bite specific places. So the chance of getting bit on the skin are very low, you know. But with pet dogs, um, typically they bite because they're either fearful or they could have a guarding issue, like a genetic tendency to guard their food or guard a toy once they're possessing a toy. 
And if you don't realize that, you go to take the toy away or take the shoe away, and all of a sudden they nail you. And uh, I had one dog that, I think the last time I got bit was when I got bit on the hand. Yeah, I don't know what all these other instances the dog are. Had That's a, why I'm trying to ask you about them. Uh, I had a dog that came in. It was a chow. Yeah, this big is chow, the one I thought you'd talk about. And he um, had an issue with food. And normally a dog that has an issue with food and aggression, it's like they're eating their food out of a bowl. If you go near their bowl, they're going to growl. That space could, you know, that diameter could get bigger and bigger where you, sometimes you even go into the room and they come at you. Well, this dog, I had a little dog treat in my hand and he was in the heel position sitting next to me. And he looked up and he smelled my hand and he just friggin' grabbed my hand. Like uh, no All growl, right. nothing, just boom, grabbed All my right. hand. I just um, put down $6,000 in flooring and there was fresh blood all over it. And so that was, you know, really caught me off guard because there's no growl, no nothing at all. I just decided, boom, I'm going to grab your hand. And let you know that this dog went back into rescue or back to the breeder because the previous owner thought bitten. it had too much hair. That was the reason the dog got returned. It yeah. had too much hair. Well, if you look at a chow on Wiki... They're a pretty hairy breed, so that seemed fishy yeah. to begin with. And this dog was, like, snapping at children. This dog had, like, some unpredictable stuff going on. So how did yeah. we deal with that? Well, dog? anyway, he was a um, – he didn't damage, fortunately, again. There was no real damage, but he did break the skin. And then it got infected, so I had to get antibiotics because my hand blew up. From yeah, the, we, we from put him the, on uh, some amoxicillin. From that stuff. And that situation specifically, if anyone's wondering, we called the owner and we said, hey, if you – euthanize this dog, you bring it back to the breeder, you know, whatever else, we'll refund your money. If we keep this dog, we're all in. And we never guarantee anything with aggression, but that was so unpredictable. Well, and he had a bite history. It already yeah. bit several people. And they only had had him a few weeks. So I'm not yeah. sure what they did. They came back and took the dog. We refunded their money, everything else. Do you have any other big pet dog stories? Yeah, and I would have kept working with the dog. It wouldn't have been a problem, but I just knew that he was going to nail somebody yeah, else. Yeah, if it was he's just that unpredictable with us, yeah. he's gonna, that's going to happen again. Do you have any other pet dog stories? The husky bit you one time, but that I had, wasn't It was a, a husky deal. that had a history of biting people that he just, uh, I grabbed him by the collar. Just uh, to guide him and be gentle, and, and he, he didn't think twice. Yeah, and he turned and grabbed my hand, and it was able to get it fixed pretty quickly, but it hurt. A lot of pressure coming yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we've dealt with some dogs. I had a bite, and I'll tell you about my specific example within this too, but I would say... We've probably done at this point a thousand dogs together. Like we have either had them in for boarding or five packs or something else. Um, 85% of those dogs I have groomed and done nails and everything else. Like, I mean, we've dealt with a lot of dogs. There's a lot of dogs. We've dealt with a lot of aggression, but we're trying to set ourselves up for safety. So we had one dog come in one time. You had met it at the house. Um, it looked, it seemed, uh, okay. It wasn't a big deal. He had a little territorial aggression. He was like this plot hound mix. We brought the dog home and his aggression in the crate was so severe that, like, Scott, he wasn't tethered or anything. You know, we're just, oh, we're, yeah, yeah. we're used to doing this. So Scott, he's, he just no, now knows who I'm talking about. Yeah, so he, there's been a lot like we, that. <laughs> well, this one was extreme. That's why I'm telling this story. So he took, like, a, a wooden, like, piece of stick or something, right? Just to, like, evaluate what the dog would be No, like. I was trying to loop the leash over Oh, yeah, side. he was trying to loop the leash over the head with a wooden stick. The dog chomped on the wood, like, so extreme that we were like, holy thing. crap, what are we going to do? So that specific dog, 
We, uh, Scott put his bite suit on, and he's very good in his bite suit, and you can only really bite the hands and the face. And so I just picked the instance. crate upside down and dumped him out. Yeah, he picked the crate up, he <laughs> dumped him out, and then he got him new stuff. I wasn't in, I was outside the barn in case I had to like call 911 or something, but he got out of the crate, he closed the crate so the dog couldn't run back in. We uh, noosed him up and put him right on the treadmill, and we developed a relationship with him really quickly. He was really nice, but in that moment, it was just such a fight or flight he, response. He had a lot of fear. That's he all had a ton was. of fear, but he yeah. warmed up to us. It's not like he was that crazy aggressive. We've had other dogs that like handling them has been crazy difficult. Doing nails has been crazy difficult. I mean, we use muzzles. We use these tethers in the crate, these cables where the dog's on a flat collar and we can have them tethered. So if we open the door, we can just take them out without conflict. We've had very aggressive dogs. And one of our most aggressive dogs was when you had your back problem. And the first night I went to get the bowl out of that dog's crate, I like went in with my foot. I'm not crazy. Um, I went in with my foot and then the dog came Shep. I didn't remember that one. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We've had a lot of dogs. I know, but I don't often. So, but the dog came, you know, I had, I don't, the reason I bring her up is I was just talking to her owner on Instagram and I had a hole in my yoga pants and I was like, ah, so I got my leg out in time, but it was an issue. The one time I got bit in this business, um, was by a dog who had actually put his, trainer in the hospital on the previous return. So this dog was yeah. in rescue on the, on the pickup from boot camp. Yeah. put the, put the, the trainer, trainer in, the in the hospital. So <laughs> what that person was doing was very unfair and I doesn't even sound right, but basically the owners came and the trainer was trying to keep the dog in a down with the e-collar, which is like a huge frustration response. It just doesn't make any sense. Some dogs that we've had in for training may not even stay on a bed when the owner walks in because they're so excited at first, you know, put the oh, That leash. says a lot for our training, huh? No, not all dogs, but a dog like that, we, Usually we would never, an ang- I wouldn't anxiety even, issue. I wouldn't even force our dogs to sit her down when Scott walked in. It's good training. They do it, but it's just, it's, that's a high pressure situation. It's crazy. So anyway, she's trying to get the dog back into a down with an e-collar. He wants to see his owners. There's all the stress. Ah, ah, ah. And this dog did have a lot of anxiety. That dog turned, bit the trainer to the point where she was hospitalized. So when we got the dog in for training, we thought, okay, you know, we're not going to use e-collar. He has a bad history of this, whatever else, but he has a lot of anxiety. So, uh, and the crate caused a lot of anxiety. There was a lot of drooling and everything else. He did work through it, but I was walking him to the crate and, um, I very like calmly, he kind of like avoided going in and I just very calmly, like with my leg almost like this much nudging, like just kind of did this. I didn't do anything crazy, anything fast. I was being very respectful of the dog. He didn't like that. He turned, he went to grab my leg. He was probably what, 70 pounds? Yeah. He was a pretty big dog, 70, 75 pounds. I pulled him off. I called for Scott. Thank God Scott was there in his office. This was before we lived at the facility. So he was just there also when I was there. And after I pulled him off, he came back again from my arm and we were able to dissipate it. And, um, Scott mostly handled the dog since he handled the dog every time. And he has since been euthanized because he bit another worker at the house and he wasn't a safe dog. And the situation he was in couldn't manage him the way that he needed to be managed. But outside of that, um, my injuries weren't crazy terrible. I, it broke the skin. It wasn't a big to do, but it can happen. And that's the one time where it was like, Oh my God, like, you know, this yeah. can be a little bit dangerous. In retrospect, yeah, I can't even think of a half a dozen times I've been there. I know, bad. that's There's why maybe I'm been asking. only two or three maximum, yeah. yeah. But I'm very careful about uh, the dogs that I take in for training. And, you know, when people tell me the dog has bit, you know, two or three people, he's under quarantine, he did a lot of damage in this situation and that situation, the first thing I tell people is, have you considered putting the dog down? Yeah. And, and they feel like, oh, I don't want to do that. And I, 
I tell them that, you know, it's a lot of liability. He doesn't say, have you considered sending the dog to rescue or rehoming the dog? That's not the phrase. It's, have you considered euthanizing the dog? Because if the dog has already done a lot of damage, our egos are not so big, nor is our idealistic like thought process that this dog will be able to integrate into society safely that warped that we say, oh yeah, bring the dog in. I mean, we've taken many sketchy dogs and a lot of them have done a lot better, but I mean, if it's that much of a liability, is that really what you want to set up for your whole entire life? Okay, when we get back from break, we're going to have cake. We're going to talk about some specific laws for dog bites. And also, I want to talk about bites and kids since we had Jack open up here today. See you then. Happy Howie's all-natural dog treats are made with real slow-cooked beef, lamb, and turkey. Choose from deli-style sausages, wolf sticks, jerky, burger treats, and our soft meat roll treats. All of our treats are available in bulk or in convenient resealable packages. And dogs just love Happy Howie's. They are made in the USA and available at thousands of retailers nationwide. And online at happyhowies.com. Try Happy Howies today and save 10% with promo code QUIRKY10. Happy Howies. We're making it real. And we're back. We are back. All right. Um, I want to address the quirky question of the day because it ties into this topic and um, it helped uh, kind of formulate part of this episode. Is so, it dogs and cigars? <laughs> dogs and cigars. Maybe we should start that podcast. We could start doing two of them. So the quirky question of the week is um, my dog bit someone and this person reported it. Now what happens? And this was a question from Massachusetts. And luckily for me, uh, the anim- one of the animal control officers in Massachusetts is a friend of mine, and she stayed uh, and watched our dogs. She's the a whole only person lot. that we would trust with our dogs. It's when true. We, went on we need her to move to Maine. Oh, we talk about St. John. She said she'd come to St. John and watch him, but we need him to move to, to move to Maine so we can uh, have her watch our dogs. So anyway, what happens now? Your dog has bit someone else. We kind of talked about what happens if when they bit us, and if there's you know an infection, we've had antibiotics, everything else. What do you do now if your dog has actually broken skin with someone else? By either scratching or biting, because either of those could transfer rabies. Oh, if they could I lick. add a quick statistic real quick? One moment. If they lick their claws, you can also have the saliva on the claws. So biting and scratching can cause rabies. So what are you looking at then? And that has to do with a 10-day quarantine and some different reports that I can talk about. But I want to get to Scott's point because he has an important point. Oh, I just want to say four and a half million dog bites a year. Yeah, it's a in lot. In the United States, 80% of them don't need medical attention. They don't break the skin. They're just being stupid. Yeah. But that still leaves you almost a million people that need to be hospitalized. Yeah, exactly. From dog and bite. maybe let's talk about now people that don't have to be hospitalized, but they're just concerned their kid got bit, something else. Maybe they don't need medical attention, but they still go in. Once they go in, there's a report, and now we're looking at a whole process here. So what happens is legally that doctor has to send the report to the animal inspector. Now, uh, my friend is the animal control officer of North Andover in Massachusetts, so she is the animal inspector and the animal control officer. Different towns have different um, rulings on that. Some people have two separate people and everything else. So what that means is now your dog has to quarantine at home. (coughs) It can only go for leashed walks. It cannot, if it goes to the vet, you have to tell the vet, hey, my dog's in quarantine. Other people aren't supposed to be interacting with the dog or seeing the dog. If those people deem it safe for the dog to quarantine with you, 
then you can keep the dog at home and do that. If they think that the dog's too much for you, the dog's this, that, and the other thing, then there have to be other arrangements made for where that dog will spend the 10-day quarantine. The 10-day quarantine is because of rabies, guys. That's how long it takes to make sure that nobody's going to contract rabies, everything else. Even if your dog has a rabies certificate, that doesn't mean that they're 100% free from contracting rabies. So that's why the quarantine is set in place. I think the, the dog would die within 10 days if it had rabies. That's the other side of it. Yeah, there's a lot of... And also, the if there's something now that you got bit by an animal, like a dog on the street that you didn't know about, you, we may be going into these rabies protocols where now you have to get shots and everything else because you're not sure if that dog had rabies or not. But the main thing, I mean, for a dog bite, we always make sure we're up to date on our tetanus shots because, you know, dog trainers and tetanus, that's an issue with dog bites. But also, you want to look at this rabies situation. So really, that's normally how it goes. You don't want to have a bunch of strikes against you. But... A person can also request that you have a dangerous dog hearing, and you've been to one of those too, and those are a whole nother kit and caboodle. Yeah, where people, the town is trying to get rid of the dog, or neighbors are trying to get you to get rid of your dog, so you have to go and... Pretty much like plead your case. Yeah, and so, say, you know, show that you've got training and try to assure people it's not going to happen again and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and you know? a lot of that stuff has to do with like keeping the dog, like some of the consequences may be the dog always has to be on a three-foot leash. Well, when we hear that, we think, oh my God, that's the stupidest thing possible because now the dog's like always having tension maybe, on the maybe leash. Maybe muzzled whenever They're it's They're always going to want to act. <clears throat> yeah, maybe it wears a muzzle. But someone else has to request a dangerous dog hearing. That isn't the very first go-to. Um but, you know, there's, it's something that you really want to consider. Scott and I, you know, accidents can happen, but we are like tirelessly making sure that we never put our dogs in that situation and they're never going to nail anyone. And we probably only have one dog that would honestly bite someone to the point that there would be an issue, but we just don't ever want that our dogs put in that situation. Like it's just not fair to the dog. We love our dogs too much and accidents happen. We get that. I'm not blaming you if you've had a bite before and your dogs had to be quarantined and everything else. But if that happens three or four times now, the animal control officer and the animal inspector and everybody else in town are going to be like, you know, we need to come up with a little more legitimate plan. We can't just attack all the neighbors. Yeah. I mean, if you have a dog that is a little sketchy, that is prone to that type of behavior, you need to protect the public from your dog because the public is stupid and they're going to do something yeah. so that they get bit. And, yeah, uh, you need to manage your dog. And unfortunately, guys, I hate to say it, it does not matter what the situation is. It is never someone else's fault that they bit your dog or that, I'm sorry, that the dog bit them. That's just, it, it's always on you and it's always on your dog. And that's just how the law is going to look at it and everything else. You need to be conscious. So I want to talk, this is kind of a heavy episode for our year anniversary, but I wanted to make sure well, that we, um, we give some talked about uh, it. No, we do that every episode. I want to talk more about dog bites. So we're going to have some cake here to lighten the load. And Ben, our producer is going to have some with us. I'll send it over to him. Um, this is a good uh, quirky tip of the day, besides that my godson is super cute. This Don't is, give um, your dogs chocolate. Chocolate's not good for dogs. This is a dog bite cake. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is what happens. When you get a dog bite, have a little cake. It'll make it feel better. No, I want to talk about um, dogs and kids, though, and bites as it relates to that. Because that, to me, is a totally separate issue. You saw my godson. He's so freaking cute for a four-year-old. No candle because of COVID, guys. Um, happy happy birthday to the quirky off. dog. Well, if you spit on the cake, that's not good. We just, as a side note, as I'm getting a little off topic, but it was just Scott's dad's 84th birthday, and it's the first time. There's one for you over there. Can you give me that one? You're going to feed me? I was. Oh, that's sweet of you. It's just like when we're out to eat. I wait oh, on her hand and foot in good case cake. you're wondering. Yeah, everybody can tell that. Anyway, Scott's dad's 84th birthday, first time we all got together as a family. We had candles on the cake. Don't even ask me why. I don't know, but... As he goes to blow him out. We were, we're taking bets he wouldn't make 84. Well, yeah. As he goes to blow him out, we're outdoors. The wind came, and they all went out on their own. Oh, my God. I was, like, high-fiving everybody. I was so happy. 
All right, so Jack is super cute. He's my godson. How old is he? He uh, is three. I keep saying he's four. He's three. He'll be four April 4th. It'll be his golden birthday. Four, four, and then he's turning four. So I'm wearing my University of Michigan um, jersey today because all the sports are postponed. I'm an alum from U of M. But Kate uh, and I met at college. We lived together after college. And I'm Jack's godmother, and he's cute as can be. Love him dearly. What does this have to do with dog bites? When someone calls you, and they own a dog, and they bet a kid Jack's age severely, what do you say? Get rid of the dog. Yes. And that's pretty, you're, it's that's not pretty a much a hard stop with you. Yeah, it's not about training. The dog is trainable, but kids are not. Kids are yeah. little monsters. They're going to go, and they're going to do that stuff. You can't watch a kid and a dog every second of the day, and it's just not the right fit. It doesn't mean that dog isn't, doesn't mean the dog needs to be put down. But the dog shouldn't be with kids that are under a certain age, you know, because probably... It's just not the right, it's not the right home for the dog. It's a good possibility the dog's minding his own business and the dog, and the kid is just tormenting the crap out of him, you know? Yeah. And we but, see the videos on YouTube all the time, the kid's riding a dog like a horse, jumping on his back, all that it's stuff. It's terrible. And I'm sure you guys know someone that was, who was bit by a dog when they were young and they have scarring and it's literally like PTSD for the rest the of their beat life. the the crap out of the kid when that happened when I was little. Oh, well, it still happens now that the... The kids have such terrible scarring, and they're living with that their whole life. And outside of that, as adults, they're like, I had such a traumatic experience as a child. Like, they hate dogs forever. So it happens, I'd say, more often than not with a rescue within the first week they've owned the dog. And Scott will not even see him for an evaluation. He'll say, take the dog back to the rescue. Yeah, if you haven't had the dog in your house for or more work than freaking 10 days, yeah, it sucks more. somebody. It sucks a lot more when you and, like, your fiancé got a dog. Is like, oh, like, we got a dog, and you've had it a few years, and then you have a kid, and then there's an issue. And it's not that training can't help, and it's not that if you're committed you can't make it happen. But if a dog has such serious aggression that it is going to go and, you know, nail a kid and bite it in the face and break the skin, that can be a really concerning thing. And a lot of people will argue, well, you know, it wasn't the dog's fault and he was provoked. It doesn't matter the intent. If he's capable of that with small children, the kids are going to be small for a few more years. You know, and normally these situations, they have like four kids in the family or the kid's friends are coming over to play all the time and everything else. So well, I would let, say- Let me say this in defense of the dogs. Okay. Uh, like that statistic I gave you earlier, mm -hmm. you know, four and a half million bites a year, 80% of them don't need medical attention. A good portion of the people that call me and say the dog bit me or the kid, it wasn't even a real bite. It was just some ridiculous situation. Mm -hmm. The people were afraid of the dog. The dog was being over exuberant. Maybe it's a mouthy puppy. They're telling me the dog's aggressive. It's not. It's just a puppy that's very oral and putting their mouth on everybody. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about dogs that are sinking their teeth into people, tearing, ripping flesh. That's where I yeah, consider some ugly bite. stuff. Or they're biting, retreating, biting, retreating. There's just about, multiple wounds. You should tell them about the eval we did where I had you walk the dog in the street. Oh my god! <laughs> I wish you hadn't. That's that. when I had my I had a herniated okay. disc, so yeah. I had a walker. This is And I'm great. like, Jess, get that dog and walk back and forth. We're in Methuen, right? We're in Methuen, and the, there was a police report on the dog. The lady had gone to the ER for the dog. Whatever that happens all the time. It's like this 90-pound bully breed in Methuen, and Scott's like in his walker, you know, and I'm like, all right. He's like, go back and forth. Let's see what it looks like. We go inside. She had 50 stitches. This is the, the mom. She's yeah, like the, the, oh, the, what, the woman of the house, the wife, got bit. She had 50 stitches on one layer and then another 50 on a second lower layer. She, she, brought, she was brought to Lawrence Hospital. She they looked rushed like her. she was scalped by oh the my Apaches. God. They rushed her to Mass Gen. It was <clears> freaking <throat> 
I literally left. I'm like, what the hell were you going to do on the street if the dog came after me? Like, freaking hit him with your walker? I was going to throw my walker out. Yeah, he couldn't even get to me fast enough to hit the dog with the walker. He'd have to chuck the walker. So anyway, in that situation terrified me because like the dog was looking for something underneath the table she just went to see what he was looking at he turned he grabbed her and he shook her and this lady like literally like hid in her room if um that someone wasn't home to be with them and I don't blame her like what the heck like what are you gonna do that's terrifying so of course the son was a rapper in Florida and it was his dog well, and Scott we don't need said, to get too much into details here they're gonna be calling in <laughs> Anyway, Scott said, I'll <laughs> refund you for the in-home if you get rid of the dog. And we didn't end up doing training with the dog. But it's terrifying. Like, it literally well, is like... Well, they wouldn't get rid of the dog. Yeah, well, we don't. We never refunded him any money. But, like, this kind of stuff happens. And these are extreme situations. Now, you went extreme. But when you were talking about these bites where people don't have to be hospitalized, I was thinking the same thing with a scratch. So, often, somebody gets scratched. A dog's just, like, trying to get your attention. Like, hey, 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 hey. Like, I, I, I want something. They scratch you. Okay, like a scratch, it doesn't always necessarily mean there's aggressive intent. I will say we went to see this lady one time. She had, I don't know, a bully kind of mix, boxer mix, something brindle. And the dog did have a thing against kids. She would muzzle the dog when there were kids around. And that dog would still charge children in a muzzle. So like, and when those scratches were intense. Muzzle punch the kids. Yeah, she, the dog's muzzle punching the kids, scratching the kids. Like, okay, like that's warrant, like that's, we're talking some aggression. But just because the dog scratches you and, you know, there's an issue with your skin, that doesn't always necessarily come from an aggressive point. Like you have to be weeding those two out in your mind. But we have seen it a lot, time and time and time and time again, where, you know, and the thing about dog bites that sucks is that they're really not that unprovoked, honestly. Like, there was this blog post last year that was really interesting. And it was basically just like permissiveness is what is making, you know, dogs actually like be a huge issue in this world. Because this is the thing. You get a puppy. Everything's good. The dog goes outside, barks in the yard. Then the mailman comes. The dog charges the fence and the mailman comes. Then anybody walks by. The dog is charging the fence, frothing at the mouth, barking at everybody. Nobody's doing anything until somebody reaches over to see the dog and gets nailed and then they're like, oh, now we have to fix it. But this was a buildup of weeks upon weeks upon weeks that like, hey, your dog's gonna freaking nail somebody. And we say it a lot and we don't mean to scare people, but like anxiety can lead to aggression. This type of territorial behavior can lead to a dog bite. Like it's important to be aware that these things can happen and they can unravel. And when they do, what are you gonna do about it? You're really enjoying that cake. It's good. Maybe we should have cake every episode. All these uh, dog bites make me hungry. (laughs) No, but I don't know if you guys have had to deal with it in any way, shape, or form. We have a lot of friends that have had um, close encounters. We've had friends that have had terrible encounters with dogs where there's been plastic surgery and lawsuits and, you know, friendships lost. I mean, it can be a big deal. These these things can become a big to-do, and if you don't know anyone that's had a serious run-in, Um, you don't want to have to know anyone that's had a serious run-in and you especially don't want it to be within your family. You know, when I see Kate and she comes to visit us with her kids, I am so freaking careful. And it's not even that my dogs aren't good with kids. It's just, I am so preventative about things and I'm not projecting all this energy of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But I'm also being very careful of how everything's set up. So her kids are safe. Our dogs are safe. Everything else. Yeah. I definitely don't have a normal perspective on dogs. I've seen too much of it and if I see a dog off leash at the park, I'm get, getting my kids together saying, hey, stay away from that dog when they were younger. You yeah, know? I'm just going to say, we're doing and that less just, now. His daughter's going to be 21 in November. But, but when they were younger, that's what he'd say. I mean, these are the do- people that call me and, you know, 90% of the dogs out there are great. They're domesticated animals. They're not biters. It's Talk just, about that in-home you did before we close up. Um, which one? The one that you just, 
was a class where you were holding the leash and then the person came up and then uh, uh, you were worried about it. You mean the one where I... You said you let your guard down. Well, I was thinking the one where the dog came after my leg. Oh, let's do that one too. Yeah, All right, so two we more. This, we we should have we should have made a list. I got a lot of them. <laughs> All right, a, this was a good. No, let's start with the first one. You're, the one that you came up with. That's a good one. Who was the yeah. one that on the end home went to bite you? So the dog wants to attack anyone that comes to the house. A lot of mm-hmm. territorial aggression, a lot of fear, and um, so the dog is at the end of the leash. I'm in the living room. The guy's got the leash. The dog just wants to kill me. It looks pretty serious, you know. <laughs> so I said, okay, yeah, go behind the island in the kitchen with your dog. And then hand me the leash over the island. So then when we both walk out, now I got the leash. Once I have the leash, I'm not worried about getting bit. Because I can hold the dog away from me if I have to. So the dog comes out. Not everyone should have that perspective, but my husband can. So as soon as the dog sees me, he comes at me. And I pull him away. And I get him under control. And he's sitting there kind of, you know, the dog was kind of dumbstruck that I actually put control on him. So he's sitting there. And then I. He was taking treats. Yeah, he's taking treats Which from is me. always a good sign. Like, you kind of feel like, all right, we've made it over the hump. Usually when they take treats, their brain yeah. is shifting into a different uh, headspace completely. So I'm giving him treats. I'm talking to the owner. So I step on the leash to keep the dog from jumping up at me, just because he was trying to jump up at me. He had a lot before. of anxiety. Every big aggression so case when has I a lot step, of anxiety. when I stepped on the leash, I was still holding the handle. But now I got, I'm stepping on the leash, and then the leash goes to his neck. It's about three feet. He looks at me. And he just dives into my calf. Like, he's just like, I'm going to attack your calf, you know? And I had to get the leash out from under my foot before I could get the dog away from me. You but know? Scott's reflexes, especially funny. from having to do bite work, are good enough that he didn't even, he came back pretty unscathed. So, but like, dogs like that can be an issue. But it's you a career just, that's full of surprises. Yeah. But on a lesser note, we were talking about letting our guard down the other day. You were doing a class and you had the leash after the class, and then somebody wanted to come up and see the dog, remember? Who was it? I can't remember. It was like friends of the people that wanted to come up, and then when they turned away. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was in Cambridge, I was in Boston the other day. And so this dog had aggression issues. It would go after people on the sidewalk and all that kind of stuff. And I had done two classes with him. Dog was much, much better. Under control, everything is good. And then uh, these people come walking up, and the owners of the dog, I'm holding the leash. The owners of the dog said, oh, these are our neighbors. They're friends. They love the dog. And I'm thinking, okay. And uh, it's the first time in years that I let someone pet a dog that I'm holding a leash on. That isn't our dog. When it's a bit, even our dogs. I don't let anybody touch my dogs, really. So, because again, I don't trust the public. They're going to push it past the brink of the dog's comfort zone. So they're petting the dog, and I let the dog, no tight leash, just let him loose. Petting, everything's good. And they say, okay, we'll see you later. And they turn to leave, and this dog lunges at the guy to, bite, to, bite, him in the, to bite him in the butt. Adolescent! And I save you know, the guy from getting bit in the butt. And then the owner says, oh, yeah. Yeah, he does that a lot. I'm glad you could see that. I'm like, holy crap. But, like, that's the whole thing. And, like, we are, like, more conscious than anyone else. We're not scared and fearful, but we're always thinking, like... So, as another reminder, yeah, don't ever don't let people ever touch you. Don't ever let your guard down. Seriously. Yeah. Can I just add one for you guys? Oh, please. Yeah. We love them. Um, for all the three, four, five, six-year-olds watching the show, we know there yeah. are a lot of them. <laughs> well, now that we squeak with them, they may be watching more often. Don't pull the dog's tail. Because it'll turn around and bite you in the face, I know from experience. Yeah. Did you get bit? Right in the face. Yeah. I was four years old, pulled no, the dog's tail, it's boom, got And me. that's the thing. And that's why we say with kids, if the adults aren't managing the kids well, it's just never going to work well. The dogs don't want to be stepped on. They don't want their ears pulled. Like, this is all on you to keep them safe from that. Well, and the worst, the dogs that are very tolerant of that yes, stuff. Yes, they always are the ones that bite. Because yeah. they're like, oh, that's the 200th time you've stepped on my toe. Yeah. You're actually 40 pounds heavier than when you started doing it. I'm not happy about this anymore. 
So we just want to give you guys some light to this issue because it does happen. Dogs do bite. What do you do? We don't want to have to see your dogs put down. And if it happens once for some reason, make sure it never happens again. Thank you for a great year. Happy birthday to the Quirky Dog. Thanks, guys. And if you need anything from us, studio at thequirkydog.com. <laughs>